Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everyone, on this uh, wonderful Friday, October 1st. We are finally in October, and you know what that means. Hockey is just around the corner. It's technically already back. We've been talking about preseason for a couple of days, but the regular season is now within just a couple of weeks. We're super close. I'm super excited. Anyways, I'm Robin Leonio, your host for today's show and for the Locked on Coyotes podcast in general. Joined by Carl Pavlik um, as we get ready to talk a lot of things. Arizona Coyotes news, roster cuts. We talk um, other news that came out. Plus, get you ready for the games, the preseason games coming up this weekend. All on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. What a sh- what what a what a weekend we got to get ready, Carl. I mean, like we're rounding out of the first. I mean, overall, I mean, this week we had we're rounding out the first full week of Locked On Coyotes on YouTube. Celebrating yesterday, International Podcasters Day, as yep. well as you know, Locked On Coyotes. At least you know, under my realm, hundred hundred episodes. I think it's technically like one hundred and ninety-two total for the podcast. So, like, we're making some milestones here. Yeah, it's a it's a busy week. I think training camp is always kind of a busy week. Um, just to kind of like put everyone's mindset into how quickly things change in a week like this. Uh, after I got off work, I went for a hike on South Mountain, and I came back, and we're going to be talking about this in just a little bit. The Coyotes made their first round of roster uh, um, reassignments. Um, I had seen like the waivers list. I was like, okay, is that all we're going to get? Uh, it should be good. It's a Thursday. But nope, everything moves super quick, whether it's us talking about it or it happening on the ice or in the locker room. So. It's a it's a fun time. It is a very fast paced time, um, but it just is like the start of the season, which is all you know. One game down, next game up, just constant movement, constant motion, constant things to talk about. This is where it all gets started. The first week of October, and this is what makes it fun because you know it's no longer you and I talking about speculation of what lines might look like. Because now things are finally starting to shape up because yeah. we now the training camp roster has been trimmed down to 39 players. And, you know, 10, I believe, yeah, 10 players just got sent back to, you know, their assignments. I believe a few of them to the back to WHL um, and a number of them down to Tucson in the American Hockey League. Yeah. Uh, it's already happening. And it's, it's very interesting because these are like where we get more information about what uh, Bears like, you know, coaching style is, what the team is going to look like, what the remaining preseason games are going to look like, um, because there are definitely some players um, that we're going to, you know, touch on who have been like big parts of the, the Coyotes preseason. Um, and it's kind of surprising to see, you know, bear come in and, and make the cuts that were made like i think we all figured they were going to happen eventually but uh, i think i don't know if it's like just like 
this specific year or if he has a specific style he wants to make sure players are ready for their respective you know season starts um but it's definitely interesting we're going to be dealing with this for pretty much until we start doing another round of cuts uh and then we got a whole new thing to talk about let's get to the first cuts on that because i mean at least the biggest one that probably surprised most of us in i mean surprised in, in a half way because like the, we were, there was a lot of speculation whether this player was going to make the final roster. We thought maybe he would, and I know a lot of you guys are wondering. Yes, we're talking about Dylan Gunther. He got oh, he got we were sent talking back. about Ty Emerson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he got sent back to the Edmonton Oil Kings in the Western Hockey League, and to be honest, I thought he was going to at least play the majority of the preseason games, at least make it past Game Four. Yeah, um, it is definitely something where. Dylan Gunther has been a topic of conversation for Coyotes fans. I know I have spent the last week talking about him uh, on this show. I was a guest on another show uh, in the Five for Howling Slack channel. Um, it's like he was the person who was being talked about because he was having a great preseason. And same boat as you. I thought he was going to get a couple of games, get that entry-level slide going, and then get reassigned back to the Edmonton Oil Kings. Because, you know, you don't want to rush your players. The Coyotes are going to be terrible. It makes sense for Dylan Gunther to not be playing full-time in the NHL. I think everyone knew that. Uh, but, I like, sending him back so early is just such an interesting move. Like, I'm like, okay, did Turnier just see all that he needs to see? And he's sending him back with a list of things that he needs to do to work on his game. Uh, does he really want to make sure that he's there for the opening? Because the Edmonton Oil Kings... Their season starts um, tonight, um, and since uh, Bear is a you know former juniors guy, he knows how important those kind of things are. Like, what what was that decision, um, and and why now versus say a week from now? I'm not sure how if we're ever going to know, but you know, it's it's interesting. It's one of those surprises we get every preseason. It is one of those surprises. And, you know, and again, like, it, to me, yeah, it's a surprise, but it's not. Again, because, again, like, like like you were saying, is we we, we knew he wasn't going to, like, he, he, he was going to get the slide anyways. It's just the question that, that the question was, at what point was he going to get sent back? Um, it, it was just, yeah, it was just crazy seeing it happen this early. Um, and, may, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it is because... Um. Yeah. Uh. Baratorni knows about the. Uh. You know how important it is those first few games of the of the uh, of the Canadian Hockey League and in the major juniors, and how important it is for the leadership and for the best players to kind of be like to get themselves situated down there. Yeah. And and trust me, it was definitely something where. The Edmonton Oil Kings were planning on it. Uh, I read an article where they were talking about, you know, potentially Gunther missing for significant time. He is a big piece of their leadership. And, you know, if that's the case, if the Coyotes want him to be a leader and they're like, you need to be the person, the man with the Oil Kings next year. So we're going to make sure that you are well equipped for that. 
don't worry we have tons of development people we'll be sending you like multiple people throughout the year you'll be checking in we're going to make sure you're doing things right but for now go back to canada you know hopefully that's not too much of a of a hassle cuz i don't know like what the international travel standards are right now um but hopefully he's able to just get back get set up and and hit the ground running and have a great season in the WHL. And I, I and I think we all think he will. I mean, he had like he had a great what limited season there was the WHL last year, the 12 or so games. But you know, I mean, he showed how good of a player he can be and he's like, "All right, if he can play a full season of that in the WHL, we'll see some really good stuff out of him." Yeah. And I mean, he impressed for the black and white scrimmage. Uh, he impressed for the rookie faceoff, all three games. Uh, he impressed for his first game of the se- preseason. I thought he didn't look as good, but he looked pretty good yesterday, or now two days ago, against the Ducks. Um, I don't really know if there was anything left for Dylan Gunther to prove. Um, he's just got to go and do his job, and that is be a hockey player for the next season with the the Edmonton Oil Kings um, and, you know, other stuff like learn and develop and become a a human being because these are all still very young people. Um, But yeah, Yeah. it's, um, it's definitely an interesting move. I think fans in general were just kind of used to a, like a different preseason, first of all, um, and a different coach. Like I, like it is one of those questions where I'm like, is this a turnier decision? Did he like think like, no, this player is better served in this environment. And I know that. And we're just going to do it now as opposed to like having him wait for a bit. And would another coach make a different call? Like we're starting to get like our idea of what bear is going to be for the season. And it'll be interesting because I don't know if like, he doesn't have the NHL experience. No one really knows what he is going to be. Um, we exactly. get to find out. Yeah, we will have to find out. It will be, it will, it will be a very interesting uh, curve for all of us because, again, we, a lot of us haven't seen these guys. If you're a fan of the uh, of the Ontario Hockey League, you're just like, oh, yeah, we know this guy. You know, ab- absolutely. But yeah, this rarely happens of getting a guy from the OHL come directly to the NHL. Like, let's look at an example um the uh jay veriday the coach of the roadrunners came from kingston from yeah. in the ohl like that's more that's more likely to happen than an yeah. nhl team tapping an ohl coach i mean like the closest thing i can even think of is what patrick Waugh came from the queue um and that's yeah. just a very different situation but also, like, we got in a, a coach who, like, treats things differently. Like, I think we talked about it previously. Like, pulling goalies was, like, something that he revolutionized. Um, and that maybe because he's in a different environment. And maybe we're seeing, like, you know, Turnier do the same thing. Like, in three years from now, we have a completely different way of seeing, like, when juniors players get sent back to their leagues. We don't know. Um, and that's kind of like the fun thing with a new coach. You're finding out and seeing what he brings to the table. You can definitely tell that uh, development is on the forefront of Torrenay's agenda. He, Because the, these other players being uh, reassigned to their, their respective 
places. Uh, Cole Hertz, Cole Hertz, Holtz. Keep going to pronounce that one. Cole Holtz, Ty <laughs> Emerson, Matthias Michelli, David Tendek, Ben McCartney, Liam Kirk, and Cam Crotty all sent down to Tucson. Um, Maddox Landry to Gatineau in the queue. Uh, and Luis Vicelli sent to Prince Albert in the WHL. Um, and there are maybe some surprises on that list. Um, I thought Ben McCartney had a good rookie faceoff tournament. He looked good um, with the Tucson Roadrunners last year. Um, if this was any other season, I may have expected him to go a little bit longer. Um, same with Liam Kirk and, and Ty Emerson. Um, like these are some of the names where it almost feels like they they still have something left to show. But I guess but this, the coaching staff felt differently. Well, this also tells us about you know what Tourney feels about development. He's really taking it as a huge priority. He's like, all right, I like what you're doing, but I think you can do more. We'll yeah. go 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 back down to Tucson and work on it a little bit more. Work on it with Jay because he's a fantastic coach. Yeah, and in the meantime, we're gonna give like the the roster time to the veterans and figure out what their stuff is going to be. The Coyotes had a massive shift in personnel. Um, Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that maybe had something to do with it with like Dylan, uh, I know you're playing good and we want to keep you in here, but we need to decide how we're going to spend our bottom two pair or bottom two lines. And you're definitely not going to be in one of those. So let's, we need to figure this out and you go off and do your thing. We need to figure out if Josh can like where he's going to fit or something like that. Uh, I'm not sure saying that that was definitely the case, but, I think these are definitely players where I I haven't seen the camps. I, I've only seen the tournament, the rookie faceoff tournament, and it's hard to imagine that these players had bad preseasons or bad days of camp. So I don't think they're being sent down for that issue. The Coyotes have won both their games. This isn't like a whole like you guys are doing really badly and you're just getting cut right now. Like you said, this is about developing, and these this is about making them better players. Yeah, and we are running long on on, on this uh, on this segment. So one last thing, and I will mention, is now that it's official, I am looking forward to getting my Liam Kirk Kachina Roadrunners jersey. That uh, that's going to be so good. Um, yeah, that is. Just the jersey to get the the Kachina Roadrunners looks so good, um, and Liam Kirk does seem like I I, I think he's got everyone rooting for him. Like oh yeah, he sh- British hockey Twitter loves him. Um, oh, I mean, we got a we got a good following of people from the UK listening to this show, um, yes. and probably for good reason because you guys want to follow Liam Kirk, and we don't blame you. Yeah, um, he like I don't think he necessarily had a standout performance um like from what i'd seen like he didn't look bad but he didn't look great i think some time in tucson just kind of like continuing to develop his game if nothing else he has shown as a player that he is going to improve like the more you do he does not hit walls like you would have expected him to do and that may change at a certain level but for right now he's on the right track Absolutely. Hey, we're running again. We're running along on this segment, so we do have to get things going. 
Uh, feel free to take this conversation to us with Twitter. Once again, you can uh, go ahead and tweet at this at LO underscore Coyotes. Uh, we still, again, we still got a lot to get to. We're, t- we're going to talk some uh, dress code stuff in just a sec. I know it's going to be a little interesting, but we'll talk about that in just a sec. But first, hockey fans, I am now going to give you the inside track on fantasy hockey. It is Fantrax. Fantrax free NHL fantasy hockey league manager is the most customizable, easy to use, and feature-rich platform in the industry. Sign up today for free and as a special offer for your locked on coyotes fans you'll be entered to win a official nhl signed nathan mckinnon jersey simply go to fantrax.com slash locked on and sign up the top dynasty fantasy hockey platform in the industry fantrax is the most customizable fantasy platform offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty keeper in redraft and best ball leagues Go deep, the ultimate keeper in Dynasty Leagues. Create a simple redraft league or even a customizable best ball league with up to 2,000 teams. Coming from another service, Fantrax can import any of your current leagues and customize if needed. If if you have anything go wrong, a trade go wrong, make a mistake in dropping a player. If you've had leagues on Yahoo and ESPN, migrate to Fantrax for a better experience. Fantrax Commissioner Tools allow you to undo any move with one simple click among the most trusted names in fantasy sports since 2008, offering hockey, football, baseball, basketball, college basketball, college football, golf, soccer, and even NASCAR. If there's anything lacking in your current fan- current fantasy league manager, Fantrax likely has it. Fantasy sports doesn't sleep, neither does Fantrax. With seasons running 365 days a year, there's a reason why fantasy players who try Fantrax make it their permanent home for all their fantasy leagues. Again, sign up for free today and be entered to win an official NHL-signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash LockedOn and sign up today. Once again, that's Fantrax.com slash LockedOn. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. All right, Kyle. Now let's get to a news article that was released uh, early morning yesterday. Now, um, Emily Kaplan... Uh, from ESPN, uh, wrote an article talking about, it was mainly about a poll, talking about the dress codes in the NHL. And it was a dress code because they're saying, because um, the CBA says that players are required to wear like a, you know, a jacket, a shirt and tie, you know, look all spiffed up and everything like that. And unless the GM and, you know. Or oh, head coach. GM or head, or coach, head coach. Yeah. GM or head coach of a club says otherwise and apparently according to this poll there's only one team who said that they're going to relax their policy so their players can wear whatever the hell they want going into the games that team is the arizona coyotes yep uh and this has possibly been going on for a little bit um the team had a relaxed dress code last year um as noted in the article on espn and the league allowed a relaxed um, code in the bubbles back in the the COVID playoffs. So I feel like we've kind of like been moving this way. Uh, a lot of people have pointed out online that other sports have been moving this way. Um, a lot of people pointed out that the way that some hockey fans were talking about it uh, was probably not great how other sports are doing it. But in general, I think the world has been moving this way. Uh, I've worked in many offices and the situation used to be 
you had to be like business appropriate. You had to be wearing like, I live in Arizona. No one's going to make me wear a suit because I don't have those kind of jobs. Uh, (laughs) Unless you're going to a hockey arena where it's cold, but like a commuting office job, like it's just too hot to be wearing a suit, but like business, uh, business attire has definitely been a thing. Um, And the past decade, they're like, wear whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Um, And I swear like every NHL player, if they wore like shirt, like a t-shirt and jeans, they're still going to be wearing more expensive clothes that I'm never going to wear. So like, it's still like a higher quality thing. I think it's about time that we just kind of like relax this and, and not have such a rigid standard for, for players. I mean, especially because like players have some pretty unique styles. Have you seen like, you know what some like NFL players or NBA players roll up to and you're like, Oh my God, where did you get that? (laughs) I mean, like, it's definitely something where, like, these players are are younger, they're wealthier, like, that tends to be a demographic that's interested in fashion. Um, We saw it with OEL launching a clothing line um, Mm -hmm. that, I love this, I think it was pretty much primarily just selling hats and bottoms of underwear, like awesome like do it uh we've seen jacob chikrin look really spiffy in clothes um he definitely got like a a fashion thing he is quoted numerous times in the emily kaplan article um so yeah it's about time uh i know when i did high school wrestling we were supposed to show up in like a businessy clothes and it was just like why we're gonna take that off and like be wearing a singlet what does it matter? Yeah. And it's like, it's the same thing I always hear about Lou Lamorello saying you can't have facial hair on the team. Like, why is this like one weird thing that you're doing? Is it for tradition that no one cares about? Is it because you actually want to exercise some level of control? Who knows? But like, I think the coyotes are right to just kind of be like, it's, it's dumb. Like, do what you want. Wear what you want. Let the player let the players express themselves. Because again, like like you're talking about fashion, is there is like Jacob Chicken, we know he'll get creative. Yeah. Like, and that's what's cool. Yeah. And and he's young, and so he's gonna do something crazy. But you know all the veterans are gonna be like still wearing like a suit and tie, maybe like some track clothes. Like I doubt Andrew Ladd has a like challenging fashion sense that he's going to be rocking up to something that you would wear to like the Met. Um, it's just like, it's going to be a different world for those like older players. And I think the younger players, like it's still hockey. It's still a, all things considered a very traditionalist, a very conservative league. So they're not going to go, too too crazy but they're gonna per- express themselves and it's gonna be I mean, fun i mean if this go- if this starts expanding across other teams which it looks like it will be they said that they like you know the teams hope to start adopting the same thing within the next five years but five years is a long time yeah. um but because i was going to make the joke is you know if they start adopting it let's say you know whatever team joe thornton is on does he show up to the arena even wearing a shirt ah <laughs> <sighs> I mean, definitely all the Canadians arenas. 
I can't imagine Joe Thornton showing up to the Winnipeg Arena shirtless <laughs> in the middle of winter. Although, if anyone would, it would be Joe Thornton. It would be Joe Thornton. <laughs> Not even wearing shoes. Where there's like I, I'm picturing like linen pants showing up to an arena, <laughs> blizzard trail going on. It's just like, yeah, no, it's a little bit warm outside, uh, so I just got to go light, but. Only yeah, Joe Thornton. Only, only Joe, Joe Thornton. Um, it's a um, like I think we're also like the league's been getting younger for a long time. Like it has. And do professional athletes like really want to be like, man? Why are we? Why are we doing this? Like you don't want to have fan or you don't have want to have your athletes questioning like BS tiny policies like this. If there's an option for like a minor quality of life increase, like players are probably going to take it. Although again, Lula Morello still has a job. So I, and I'm, and I, I'm still questioning that whole facial hair thing. Like that's just, yeah, uh. Th- that's just, uh, that's one of those things where I'm like, that's really dumb. Uh, but I have also like had facial hair in the past. Um, so I wouldn't want to get rid of it. Uh, like, especially with a boss telling me. Usually because in the past when I've had facial hair, it is a sign I am not happy here. Um, and that is, I imagine, like, you're a professional athlete. You're not going to be going down that route. But still, like, if someone's like, you can't do this, and it's like, but it's dumb and stupid why are you making me not do this that makes it worse like Plus, that let's always not, let's not forget about the the playoff beard superstition the playoff players beard want, like yeah. it, it is a real superstition i mean look it, i mean who said it the islanders back in the 70s like i forget that story but yeah it's it's definitely been a more modern one it's almost a requirement now which is why we get to see a bunch of like 20 year olds with very wispy beards um Sidney Crosby still can't even do get, do it right. I mean, I can't grow a good beard, so I'm not going to say anything. Um, it should also be noted that there are some uh, religious and cultural reasons why you would want to have facial hair. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I don't... Like, if... Um, I was going to say, if an Amish player was trying out, I'm like, nope, that would not be a thing. Uh, but, like, um, a Sikh player, like, I, I don't know what that conversation would be like with Lou Lamorelli. He's like, fine, because it's not just, I'm not just assuming that John Tavares wants to rebel against me. Uh, just the first player that I thought of with the Islanders. Um but but yeah no so it'll be interesting i think it's a it's a smart move by the coyotes it's gonna lead to some fun content we're not gonna have too much fun to talk about this season but you know after a massive loss i'm sure a canadian article gets to blame jacob chikrin for wearing boat shoes and we all get to complain about the canadian news outlet i mean let's let's be fair let's let's be real here like canadian media wants to rip uh, players for what they wear if they want to do that what you know, Canadian media would um, then why did they employ John Cherry for so long yeah. true um, 
That is very true. Uh, Don Cherry should definitely, hopefully, say nothing about anything that happens with the Coyotes. Luckily, um, not very many people hear him because he's not because he's not on the uh, sports net anymore. C- CBC, whatever, whatever hockey net in Canada is. I think it's CBC. Um, yeah. He's podcasting. He's, he's yeah, he's podcasting, but he's still going to say something probably. Yeah, uh, but no one's going to care. Uh, it's probably not going to make major news articles uh, unless like we get someone who just like wants to push a narrative and be like, do the Coyotes even try anymore? Look at their, their – all of their captains are showing up in T-shirts, and they got blown out that game against the Colorado Avalanche. So clearly it was the T-shirts to blame um, because – I mean, that's just, just, I mean- did, did you see our group chat? <laughs> I did. Yes, I said uh, uh, they're like they're, they're like the Coyotes are giving up on everything. They're even giving up on on their suits. And it's like, oh, hold on, let's slow down here. We're gonna have who has the best fit for the Coyotes? Like who is showing up uh, in in good gear? Um, right, none of them are gonna have. Them. I'm gonna outside go Jekrin too. Yeah, outside of Trickrin. Who's going to come out of... with the best fit? See, I feel like my fashion sense is just horrible. I'm the worst person to ask for this. Um, I mean, just think of their personalities, too. You, you got to think of that, too. Like, personality really kind of shows through. Um, hmm. Who's got good personality? Like, I kind of want to say Keller is going to have something because he's also just very young. And I feel like young people are more fashionable in general. That's true. Um, trying to think to who I think for me. Um, trying to think, because I mean, obviously a lot of the guys, like I'm trying to think of anyone that I've met in Tucson. There's not, there's very few of those now. Yeah. Um, Most of the Tucson guys have gone. Um, and we don't know, like, that's the thing about like NHL players. We know next to nothing about their personal lives and their personalities. So maybe like Erickson just has like an amazing fashion sense and just no one ever knew because he wasn't able to show off. Like this is what I'm glad also why I'm glad about the uh the new broadcast. I hear like, you know, stuff like TNT, which by the way, they broadcast their first games last night um for preseason. Um and like they're allowed to show personality. It's um, it's something that hockey fans have been demanding for a long time. Uh, I do notice that there tends to be kind of a backlash at a certain point if players start showing a bit too much personality. Like we're gonna we're gonna find a fine line between players expressing themselves and being the stoic. I am a hockey man. I answer five cliches in every interview. Um, and just. Being allowed to wear whatever you want to show up in an arena is is a very small step that hopefully works out. Uh, I'm hoping just one player rocks my style, like Doc Martens and uh, an old army jacket just goes like 90s punk look. That'd be fun. I doubt it's going to happen because the age range isn't right and uh, neither is the anything else. I don't think anyone else on the team is punk. I mean, you don't know because again, we, like, I mean, the only time you know about the, you know the players' personal lives and kind of goes back to what I was just saying is if you 
saw them grow in Tucson or and like or like the American Hockey League or lower leagues because guess what? You have more availability to them in the lower leagues than they do in the NHL. Yeah. Um, and there's less pressure on them, so they're not like as afraid to like say anything controversial. Um because in the NHL, everyone's watching. And a perfect example of personality. Um, this happened. This was a conversation I was, I was having with some uh, some colleagues of mine for the Roadrunners when Prosvatov was playing his first few games in Tucson, and I believe it was when he was uh, in the Russian league at the time. Um, I think I know what you're talking about. And they're like, "By the way, did you see this guy after he wins? He does cartwheels." <laughs> yep. And I was like, "What?" And I had to look it up. I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Um, I remember Mike Smith and Jason LaBarbera had like the, like the move that they did after game wins. Like, that's just fun. Like goalies are the only people in hockey who are allowed to express themselves. Like, yeah, cause they have masks that are like custom painted. They're allowed to do crazy things. Uh, it's cause no one wants to just stand in front of a net and have puck shot at them. So you apply a little bit more leeway to, to that. That takes a certain personality, and they get to express themselves. But now everyone gets that chance. Absolutely. We're still actually, again, we're getting way over time on this. We're, I mean, mainly because that first segment was pretty long, but it was a good conversation nonetheless. Um, but we still have some final things to get to. We're talking about the upcoming games now for this weekend. Two more, two preseason games coming up this weekend for the years and carries before we get to that though I remind you guys that today's episode brought to you by built bar did you know that built bar has so many delicious flavors there is something for everyone ranging from cherry barcia to mint brownie strawberry cookies and cream absolutely amazing if you don't know all the flavors you haven't tried any of them get a mix box you get two of each of the nine flavors and then maybe from there you can pick which one you like the best and get a full box of those uh, not only are these flavors amazingly tasting, but they're also very healthy too. You got 17, 18 grams of protein, 130, 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And you guys go to built.com and use the promo code locked 15, use the promo code locked 15. That again, that is, that is what it was. You get 15% off your order. Once again, it's locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. And we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as team as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. That's promo code LOCKEDON. From football, basketball, boxing, to hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, Carl, let's now finish today's episode. Um, we got to keep this at least maybe a little bit shorter than we than, than than we probably were hoping. But we got two games coming up. First, we got a game tomorrow, a home game against the Anaheim Ducks. They just played on um, on Wednesday, and then the one we will talk about a little bit more is the marquee preseason game: 
Hockeyville crap like the Craft Hockeyville USA Arizona Coyotes versus Dallas Stars in El Paso, Texas. Very fun idea. Um, the Coyotes don't usually get to do these kind of fun things, so it was great to get like a positive news story this off season. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm excited anytime that we're involved. And I just like the idea of growing hockey in the Southwest, um, which is definitely going to happen with um, El Paso getting highlighted like this. They're already the, the, the Kyers are already sending like a street team out there to the area around El Paso. If you look at if you're following their social yeah. media and they're engaging with fans there already. It's amazing. Yeah. I've seen Shane Doan there. I think I saw a mariachi band, um, which is just kind of like really fun. Um the the coyotes definitely i feel like could do a lot to to be the team of the southwest maybe less so now that vegas is there but i would i i wish they had been doing more of stuff things like this like going to el paso going to albuquerque or i mean, I, uh, I think you're right though saying that you know being the team of the southwest yes vegas is still a southwest team yeah but let's be real vegas is flashy and Vegas, we're talking Southwest, like real, real Southwest. Yeah. And yes, the Coyotes can be that team to represent the Southwest. Especially with the current ownership group, which is, you know, the first Hispanic owner of an NHL franchise. And they're pushing a lot of things happening right now, um, especially with it being Hispanic Heritage Month going on right now. Like there's a lot that kind of goes in well and makes the coyotes a a good team for a situation like this like you said like vegas is glitzy and they're glamorous and their uniforms are shiny um and don't get me wrong that is a perfect like distillation of vegas but that's not the southwest like that's not like the area i know like um it's a little bit more like earth tony it's down to earth it's less just fake gold and it's glitter very hispanic influence it's very hispanic influence that's why like the mariachi band is really cool um i think that this game should be really cool and like i said it's just really awesome to see the coyotes involved in something like this they don't have like a massive pull so you don't see that like they haven't gotten a stadium game yet they haven't gotten an outdoor game at all um they were supposed to have what was it? The all-star game, the lockout year mm-hmm. that's was called off. Uh, we haven't seen a draft here. Um, it really seems like there should be sooner or later, like franchises also grow by those kind of big events. Like that's how you get fans from maybe out of state who represent the team or just, you know, revitalize the local interest, especially for a year where the coyotes are going to be bad give fans a like a good story to go out with or to start with rather and that's yeah and that's what makes this thing so exciting like you know when they when they, when they first announced it, i was talking about it i'm just like el paso is only a four to four and a half hour drive from tucson do i make this drive unfortunately i'm not gonna be able to make the drive because i work this weekend yeah but like if I knew that, if I had, if, if, if I, you know, made the plans even earlier, if I knew about it, I would have made sure I had that weekend off, made sure I had everything covered. I'd be there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's also 
still during COVID. So I'm sure that's also affected travel for, for people as well. But I mean, if you're a, if you're a fan living in Tucson or even living in Phoenix and you have a long weekend, why not? Like, yeah, take it. We're, we're like, especially because, like, honestly, I think there'll be there could be more fans at this game for Coyotes than there are for Dallas Stars fans. Because guess what? It gets cl- like Dallas is actually further from El Paso than Phoenix is. Yeah. And, and I mean, let's be honest. We all know this about states. Uh, cities inside of the state don't necessarily like each other. Um, I'm from New York and Buffalo, New York City. Like they're not big fans of each other. Like the state down, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and Pennsylvania, they don't like each other. San Francisco uh, and Los Angeles. Yeah. Here in Arizona, Tucson and Phoenix, we hate each yeah. other. <laughs> Let's go Texas, Houston and Dallas. Uh, they don't seem to really like each other. Austin and anyone else in Texas. <laughs> so so yeah like if i'm in el paso i'd be tempted to root for the coyotes just to be like yeah like they're closer to me like we know more people in like arizona than we do in dallas um i knew a lot of people who um when i was with one of my former jobs we would have like an event in el paso and they were like no just all new mexico like that's where your outreach needs to be, and it's like really, and they're like, "Yep, that's where the people are going to be traveling from." And it's like, "Oh, okay." Like you know, like you guys know where your areas are. Like I'm in Phoenix; I don't have to leave Phoenix for almost anything. But if you're in like an area like that, you're going to travel, and the you know, you said it. Tucson's only four hours away. I know that's and that's what really surprised me. I was I was I, I mean I, I guess it didn't surprise me because I think I've. I was considered making a travel to El Paso a couple of times. Like, for example, when the University of Arizona was going to play, like, you know, Texas El Paso for a football game or whatever. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll do the drive. I don't, I don't know. I was seeing it. I was like, oh, it's a short drive. Um, I just always forget about it and until, again, it's coming up again. I will say I have – I've lived in Arizona for 21 years now. Um and I don't know too many people who live in Arizona who travel and drive east all that much to Texas. Um, I've traveled uh, through New Mexico to get to Denver before. That was my only time in New Mexico. Uh, I have had family who have driven from the east coast like through Texas and then driven back through there. But it doesn't seem to be like a lot of Arizona people going that way route uh, i don't know if it's just because the drive is terrible um driving through desert is is not as much fun as you would think um or if planes are just so cheap and easy um but it doesn't really seem to happen uh i kind of am curious if it happens more the reverse like if people from el paso go to tucson a lot well let's let's put it this way the drive to el paso from from areas from from Phoenix, you go through Tucson. That's your next major city, and then I think ap- and then like I think go to Wilcox, and then uh, Las Cruces. Yeah, and there's not much to do in Las Cruces either. Um, and then like from Las Cruces directly to El Paso, like yeah, it's a uh, it's um 
it's an interesting area. Uh, I am personally glad that I will not be driving to the to the game, but I am looking forward to watching it and just kind of everything in that area and all the excitement. And I'm sure that there's going to be a better stream for uh, for that game than earlier this week. Hopefully, hopefully the the attention is going to lead to a competently done like stream of the game. Um, I'm on the Coyotes website and it is not listing a TV provider. Yeah, I don't. Well, the thing is, I think the the uh, the facility is too small for to fit TV. It's, yeah, I mean, it's meant for youth. Like they're playing at a at a youth hockey rink, essentially. Yeah, but I mean, like, still, like I would think, like maybe like NHL Network or someone would carry it because I'm sure they've done video from a smaller arena. And I'm sure NHL Network would probably pick it up through via like a third party stream. Like, oh, I see you're picking it up. We'll, we'll we'll take it. Like we'll just take whatever you're doing. Yeah, but who knows? Um, either way, uh, it's going to be a fun game. Uh, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun for the residents of El Paso, um, and hopefully the the players enjoy it as well. I like. I imagine like events like this are, you know, they're there to do a job, but it's also like cool to do something different. Yeah, and that's and that's that's exactly the, you know um one of the one of the things why people love this plus again it is a, a craft hockeyville usa is something about growing growing the sport in places where you know it's a little more untraditional smaller places you know like you know you know getting 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 access to smaller smaller town communities that's yeah. why el paso and obviously you know the, there's been multiple cities out throughout the north mid, the midwest and the northeast you've gotten craftville usa uh hockeyville usa but um but I mean, this is the first time it's down here, and it's a whole unique thing. It's like, oh wow, this is exactly what we're getting. Yeah, yeah. and um, it's going to be a matchup against a, a future division rival, so that could be very fun. Uh, Coyotes and the Stars are going to be playing each other a lot uh, this coming season, and you know, maybe a rivalry starts the air. Um, maybe stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened indeed but again super excited for the uh, um hockeyville usa game that is on uh, sunday do you have a time on that you have to see what it yes it's 6 p.m arizona time so 6 so at 6 p.m arizona time uh again if you're look if you're looking on a way to tune in um we'll give you updates on the lockdown coyotes twitter but thanks everyone for tuning in today's episode we are running over time so we're going to cut this short now um Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, don't forget to leave a review, a comment, a like, uh, based off wherever you're listening to your podcast. Once again, everywhere you get your podcast, also now including YouTube. Um, so subscribe if you've yet to already and follow us on social media at LO underscore Coyotes, at Robbiano1, at Carl Pavlek FFH. We're again, we love your interaction. If you ask us a question, we'll answer right back. If we don't answer right back, maybe we're saving it for a future episode of the podcast. Um, but before we close off things, uh, Carl, do you have any last things you want to say about uh, today's episode? Um, I hope to see some interesting fashion in El Paso this weekend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I love to hear that one, absolutely. Anyways, thanks again. For everyone for listening to this episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>